Hello, welcome to another episode of Of Course China. We're here, I'm Ziv with Fernando. And today we interview Florian. We are in Xixiang Bawan in Shenzhen uh, at the Balkan Deli HQ, I would say. As you see, we have a lot of nice food here on the table. Uh, we have burekas and ham and we just had chorizo and uh, wine, tea, coffee. It's always so good to be hosted here. Thank you for hosting us today, Florian. And it's only half past 10, right? It's only half past 10 in, <laughs> in the, morning. the morning. Right. It took us a while to set up, but, uh, but we're here now. And so so uh, you can imagine where we will be in the evening. Where will you be in the evening? No, we. Huh, we. <laughs> Continue well, like with this. a little bit more of that, right? <laughs> a little bit more. I'll bring a case. No, I wanted to. I wanted to start by um, asking about this one. What's this exactly? Could you introduce it? Because it's the first time I've had this in my life. This one. So we say there is a. Well, obviously, Ziv can introduce that very, very good. Well, okay. Since so he ate it all his childhood. So Florian is, uh, uh, you know, Balkan deli, right? He makes uh, homemade uh, sausages and, and a lot of Balkan food. But uh, uh, recently is uh, adding some Israeli food to right, the menu. Right. And boekas is something we used to, uh, I mean, we have it everywhere. All the bakeries have it in Israel. You can just take it on the go or you, you basically buy many different kinds. Uh, you put it in a bag, uh, assortment or something like that, and you take so it it's home. Basically, it's dough, cheese, dough and cheese. It's like filo dough, right? So like very layered kind of dough, thin. And this one is with cheese, and uh, you said parsley, right? Parsley, 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 yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, and some uh, some onion, some onion, and uh, you can do it with anything. We had the potatoes and some with uh, with um, mushrooms, and there are sweet ones too. Yeah, it, it, I've never tried it, and it's. Absolutely fantastic. I don't know how fattening is it. <laughs> Looks fattening. <laughs> what do you think? Dough, no, carbs. Dough and cheese. Carbs, <laughs> yes, but, but fat, uh, much less. I'm, I'm, I'm not using as much as the recipe calls for. Okay. And also I try to uh, lower the, the, the salt content inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not you so know, strong. It depends. Yeah, just... You want to eat the pie, you don't want to eat the, the, the oil and, and the, the salt, right? I see. If you want it more salty, then of course you can, you can add. More salt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But okay. I think... It's very clean, I told you, right? Like um, in Israel, it's more oily, uh -huh. maybe more salty, maybe stronger, stronger tastes. Well, uh. maybe because of the cheese is the stronger taste. Uh, don't forget we are in China. Um, the cheese I can make it's uh, pretty limited. The milk is not the same. So even if I'm making my own cheese, um, I'm using local milk. Mm. So it's not really the same milk. And this is cheese that he makes. The okay. cheese he uses. Yeah. Right. So from scratch. What about what about the the, the ham? Well, the ham is uh, I'm still making it. Yeah. Uh, it uh, some of it it's made with a cooperation with the factory. Okay. But um, lately I will um, uh, start to make it my own. Is this a, like a Balkan recipe because it's a little bit spicy, like the the outside? Yeah, we usually the 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 how to call it uh, the bacon, uh, the bacon part. We usually like to to cover it with a kind of paprika mm -hmm. and other different kind of spices like thyme and. Um, uh, garlic, mm -hmm. uh, just for uh, uh, to finish the taste. But 
um, the difference is this is this one is cooked. Okay. But we have another one which is smoked. Well, our smoker is not yet in uh, functional. Okay. Yeah. We we need to install a, a food canceling device first. That's that's called uh, asked by the by the government. So we need to wait for that first. And then, and then I can use the smoker, yeah. But you make smoked uh, ham, you made smoked ham according to what you wanted it to be outside, in factory, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, most of, the, most of our uh, meats are smoked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. you, you know, yes. that, that's the area. So you we, usually we do, we do it in, uh, in, the, in, the, uh, in September. You mean Eastern Europe? In Eastern Europe, but... Yeah. Come on, we, it's basically everywhere, all Eastern Europe, and, and if you go down, like also, you know, uh, that Middle Eastern part, you know, uh, we smoke a lot the meat because right. because then you can keep it for long. We could keep it for long, yeah. but the taste is amazing. Right, it's, it's like, true. And yeah. then you also make this bread. This is the bread that you make. Yeah, of course. Right, it's kind of is it Eastern European uh, yeah, style. It's, it's I don't think for the bread you can say it. It's a bread is bread. Basically, what what's inside? It's flour, water, oil, mm-hmm. salt, mm-hmm. yeast. That's it. Yeast, yeah. Right. So, right. not much. What else do you make? You make so you, sausages. It's a big thing for you. I love to eat. What can I say? Yeah, and um, I love to eat. Uh, basically, what the food of childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of people argue with me that oh that is not like this and not, that is not like that shouldn't be like this shouldn't be like that but in fact I, I tell everyone I look for the taste of my childhood mm-hmm. I'm not just pick up any recipe and just make it no I don't care um, so who, who tells you it's not like this not like that like I know going to particular people to particular people, you know, people, people around all, all the people you know they, 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 they have ideas and they have their own opinion right not all of them but some of them right ah this should not be made like this i said listen to me you make it your way mm-hmm. i make it my way right uh there are thousands of recipes but just one will be the taste of your childhood i know you gave me a lot of childhood moments here in the I'm past i'm happy i'm happy yeah well I, this it's what i said i'm not cooking just for money mm-hmm I'm also cooking for myself. Right. And whenever I cook for myself, I sell. If I don't like something, I will never sell. I cannot. I, That's I, it. It's simple. Where Where do you... Okay, like two questions. Number one, um, what made you start this business? I mean, to sell to who? Was there a demand that you saw? Oh, there's, there's a void in this market, so maybe I can fill it. And um, how do you sell this? Because you don't have an actual restaurant. Well, it's funny, yeah. It's um, 2014, I started to import uh, wine from my family's vineyard in Moldova. Mm-hmm. I'm born in Moldova side, the Romanian side of Moldova, and I also have family in the Republic of Moldova. And they found me in 2014 that I'm in China. And of course, one thing led to another. Mm-hmm. I brought my first container of wine. Uh, that's a different story and a different kind of uh, uh, experience. But Moldova is, is famous for wine, you said, right? It's 
of vineyards. And Moldova, during being part of the USSR, uh, um, the Soviet time, a, a small, very tiny country, which is uh, small even comparing to Israel, mm-hmm. was supplying 70% of all the Soviet Union alcohol need yeah so it's something <laughs> they say this the only country in the world who has more than 60% vineyards of the surface of the country i'm not i'm not talking about the, how big is the surface i'm saying the percentage there mm. is no other country who has 60% of its territory territory <laughs> vineyards, vineyards. <laughs> and basically no wine company or big vineyard can sell in the supermarket in Moldova because everyone is making its own wine. So right. nobody will buy it. It's like, I have my own 100 liters, <laughs> the best. So you brought your first container in 2014 and then uh, that's all you started with wine. Well, of course, people will say, hey, do you have something that goes with this wine? I mean, like something from your country. And that was usually cooking at home and they were coming at my home to try the wine and I say, what is that you're cooking? Oh my God, it's so delicious. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, try. We're talking foreigners or Chinese? Chinese. Chinese. Foreigners, I could not get them out of my house. <laughs> so do you have more? <laughs> yes. So lots of Chinese people who basically, they were telling me, we don't eat foreign food. They were like finishing everything I had in that particular moment. Yeah. Because for some reason, Eastern Europe, especially Romania, the food is very similar or very familiar for Chinese people. Maybe because we use garlic, uh, we don't use rosemary or fennel or some very special strange uh, kind of ingredients Mm -hmm. or spices. Well, our spices are very similar to north of China, let's say Dombay. Well, in a in percentage i can say 60 to 70 percent so for them they can find something that they can relate it to in the food and also our food is very tasty Mm. so i don't know for some reason all my friends who were like oh my god we don't eat foreign food we don't like western food but this we like for them (laughs) oh my god the soup is amazing i'm I'm making soups kind of many kinds of food so uh they were like how? How you make it? It's amazing. I want to learn. Say, okay, okay. So one thing led to another. And I said, okay, let's make sausages. Okay, make sausages. Let's make ham. Okay, let's make ham. Let's make that. Let's make this. And then I find out I have a full uh, menu. Right. All right, get the food license. It's time. This let's is from, move from let's home. Let's move from home. Yeah, that time was from home. So, 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 have you ever before that? Have you ever made sausages like ten years ago? Uh, you know, twenty years ago, whatever. Have you ever made those kind of I things? I was cooking, but no, because Not you know, so being advanced. in Romania right. or being you in don't need to. Why would you don't you need make to. It? Just a way to make it. You have everything. At, yeah. Go get it. But when you go and um, you're in China, and you have lots of, uh, you know, you need. You miss. You're, you miss. Yeah, and you cannot find it. If, if, if you go to supermarket and you buy imported food, uh, it's not really the taste. Because when you read the recipe, the, the, 
the label and you can you can see protein which basically means the meat uh-huh. it's 40 percent and the and rest you think is what is the rest of 60 percent inside <laughs> the sausage <laughs> and if you keep reading you find out you have a lot of corn flour mm. right then uh, you're disappointed and of course 20 percent are Preservatives, preservatives, yeah. and, and chemicals to keep the sausage uh, from rotting. F- yeah, for like <laughs> two years shelf right. life. Right. Then I, I cannot give that to my daughters. Do you my think children. in a in a you're from Romania, so in a country like like that, uh, um, people cook more than uh, I don't know countries like well like China or even the US. Believe like there me? is more, there is more uh, a you, countryside. You've there been is to more. Romania? I've been to Romania. Have you saw how big the Romanians are? Mm, mm, are they? Ziv? <laughs> so it's, <laughs> but they eat, they don't eat a lot of uh, processed food. That's what I'm saying. They make it, no, right? No, 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 we, we do make it, yes. Yeah. We are big. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm, I'm really, I may look right. fat, but if I go to my country, I will be like... Uh, the ladies don't want. I'm joking. Is it a normal for a guy in Romania? Like the men, they cook? Or yes, Because yes, my yes. grandfather is Romanian and he always cooked. He always, I remember so him cooking. that answers your question. Right. But in China, like, guys don't cook, right? Oh. I'm not Chinese, I don't know. Chinese guys, I mean, do you think? Yes, it's home, the husbands. Do. I don't mean like, yeah, there are many chefs. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, but probably, yeah, like cooking is the wife's how how you end up with this question to a foreigner? <laughs> I don't usually, you know, go inside. No, because the I don't, I don't cook. I can't see myself do what you Excuse do. Excuse me, I come here to yeah. see if your yeah. husband is cooking. Yeah. No. Yes. I think a lot of the the women don't cook too. I mean, you know, people eat outside a lot. I from the Nowadays. in cities, what I see in cities. Where not are in you the going with this line of questioning? <laughs> What's wrong with this guy? So then you started to to you started you you find yourself with a menu. And then you get a food license and... Uh, well, we had the food license because okay. we were importing wine, so you need right. to have a food license. Okay. But you had to add more, you know, lines to the object of activity. Right. So when was time to move it from a private personal Kitchen. business, selling to your friends and to promote it online and everything. Yeah, you had to become like a business. Is it, so is it difficult? To get yes, it is. something that maybe some audience would like Don't to know. Don't get in a daily business. No, no, not that. First of all, the license in China. Uh, no. In China, is it difficult no, to get no, a food license? No, no, no. No. But that food license is a kind of a specific food license. It's not a restaurant or... or there is a difference? No, it's a... Is there? Of course, every business has a different license. Okay. So just get the one that fits you. So it allows you to, to make food and sell food? Yeah. For okay. example, my license allows me to, you know make food and sell it online. Okay. Frozen, unfrozen, whatever it is. Right. I am not a restaurant. Right. But if I want to be a restaurant, I just go online. Another thing. Two clicks. Right. People are coming, looking, okay. Ah, okay. They say it's fit. So it's quite easy. Or it's not. If you follow the rules, yeah. Right, right. I mean, like uh, most of people who complains about not getting the license Mm -hmm. is because they don't follow the rules, that's all. Right. They They don't fit the requirements. They Most try, maybe. There are some foreigners who are complaining, say, ah, this doesn't make logic. You're not here to teach or understand why. You want to do a business. Follow you follow the rules. The rules. Mm. That's it. Right. You don't like it. You want the rules from your country, go back to your country and open the business. Mm. I don't understand why people complain so much. <laughs> I mean, like, 
it doesn't make sense. You are here, this is their life, their country, follow the rules. How Simple you, as that. How do you feel about rules uh, changing? Because we do see a lot in, in the field that I am. I'm in the field of English teaching. So they change rules. Now you can't do that. Now you have to be a native speaker. Now you have to have a degree. Now you... Like, these things have been changing. I am of the point of view that that is fantastic. The more professional people you get over here to do the job that I do, the better. Um, but how do you feel about those changes uh, in regulations here in China? Do you see them positively? They have the right to protect themselves, you mm -hmm. know? Not listen to their child saying, uh, one, two, three, chatir, pet, says. So, uh, lots of non-natives are teaching English and mm -hmm. basically you will not understand your child. <laughs> I met lots of Chinese were like, what? But those that uh, are not non-native... Not that my, my English is uh, perfect, perfect or something, yeah. but come on. But there are many non-native, like Fernando, yeah. that, uh, that are very much more professional than natives in some way. But I guess they put a Could filter, be. right? But yeah, they, they, they basically... There's, there's the, well, but now we're talking about me. Um, but yes, uh, they've actually said that non-natives can't teach anymore uh, in certain parts of, of China. It's very difficult for a country as big as China to, you know, um, see each case, case by case to review it and, and, and give a license for teaching on non I'm, I'm sure about that. It's like I, I'm not in the field, right. but I can use my common sense to answer this question. Right. So yeah, sure. basically you will give a law to protect right. your interest and then case by case, maybe you can re they can review your, your uh, situation mm -hmm. and they can give you or not give you the license. That's it. It's kind of like they say, okay, uh, you can't make Romanian food and sell it if you're not Romanian. Uh, uh, you know, that's, that's you know, but in, in, in the food but industry. But then you, you can have a German coming with a big, uh, beautiful uh, diploma from Romania and say, hey, I've right. been there 15 sure. years and I'm cooking Romanian food. Sure. Yeah. And sure. they say, all right. Yeah. In the food industry, any, any funny rules or you think everything makes sense? What do you think? Um, oh, my, listen, what do you compare to? Listen, our way of cooking is different. Mm-hmm. We have technological processes that they don't. Mm -hmm. So, nothing to complain about. Okay. Yeah? So, I'm, if I go to Israel and start to make tofu, mm -hmm. I cannot complain, hey, why you don't have a good tofu? Why you don't have uh, equipment? Why you don't have... Mm -hmm. So, people will say, these guys uh, have a missing something here. Yeah. So you're in China, you, you want to do something, you just create the whole, you know, environment for yourself to do it. Is there something you can't do because of the environment? Well, if it's or missing something, I'm an engineer, I can create it, I can build it, okay? It's missing, right. okay, it will take me some time and money, of course, but I get it done. Right. It just, it's easy to complain. Right. Just do it, that's all. So after you started in 2014, so you actually you had a menu and you started selling online, right? Mm -hmm. um, who were your clients? So was it people from the Balkan, people from Eastern Europe? Yeah, mostly, yeah. In the beginning? Yeah. Okay. Because we're not selling cooked food. Right. We sell like, uh, you know, sausages, raw sausages, smoked sausages, hams. So basically... Uh, how to say basic, uh, basic meats, which they need to in cook the at diet. home. Yeah, in the in the in the Balkan people diet. 
right. or or uh, food. Uh, they need to cook it, or they need to make sandwiches or whatever. Right. right. So now, because the epidemic, most of our clients are outside China. We need to start to how to say to find another uh, or a different way to uh, sell or find another concept, sales concept. Mm-hmm. And we will start to have cooked food, packed mm-hmm. cooked food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We will also start to have um, um, uh, catering events with catering. our food. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think we are moving slowly towards. Uh, we have two ways. One will become a factory. Okay. Uh, because we are we want to target businesses, and in this moment uh, we kind of cannot. So we slowly move towards a factory, and there is another uh, way, uh, basically, or I think it's, uh, as I said, one thing less to another. We will have a deli shop, a delicatessen shop, like a like a restaurant, like a Julie, a Jew, Jewish delicatessen uh, kind of Eastern European mm-hmm. deli shop. I don't know. It's a project. It's in uh, how to say it's Bucket on the list. paper in this moment. So in the last six years, you've been uh, uh, shipping food, your food, um, yeah. all over all China, over China, all yeah. over China. Yeah, and I guess not only for Eastern European people, um, but Chinese people. Most too, of it for Chinese people, it's a different kind of marketing. So um, we are trying to how to say to fill that uh, void. Mm-hmm. Chinese people need to understand how to use this meats. Right. They, Otherwise, they, they, they like to eat it at your home when you cook it, but maybe they don't know how to cook it. It's the same if I go in Eastern Europe with a tofu in my hand and say, would you like to buy some tofu? Right. And people well, say, well, uh, what am I going to do with it? Yeah. Right. You right. Know? Can, can I put it on the bread? Can I say no? <laughs> so you need to show them what to do with it, and then they will know, and then they will buy it. It's the same here. So... Um, it's the cooking culture, yeah. Right. You just need to find the to build the bridges between the cultures. So right. Basically, you need to make movies and uh, need to educate them uh, how to how to yeah. do it like you do it, how to cook it like you cook it. You do that. Do you produce content for people to know how to? We did something. Yeah. We we are working on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, everything you do is very, I mean, I guess la- labor intensive. Yes, because we basically we make everything in house, homemade. All yeah, all ingredients from the scratch. So yeah, I don't buy. I buy only when I'm like, I really cannot make something. Mm-hmm. Then I'm looking for something. Uh, when I when I have to buy it, I have, I'm I'm very picky. So mm-hmm. I go up and down, left and right to find the exact or right thing that I want, the taste the and the from quality. The yeah. Yes. So it's not easy. Sometimes, many times my customer complain that the prices are high. Mm-hmm. Say, I'm sorry, but I want to give you a real, how to say, a true experience. Authentic. Authentic experience. So some ingredients are even from my country, from Romania. I asked some friends to bring them uh, when they come to China. Mm-hmm. So it's not easy. Right. I just don't want to go to metro or somewhere and just buy everything which 
may not have the same taste. Mm. They may be the same Product. spice, mm -hmm. but grown here mm -hmm. is different taste than there. Well, yeah, I what you're saying with the, with the cheese, that the cheese is different because the milk is different. Well, the cheese is okay. I can say it's okay, but um, of course it's not so strong, mm -hmm. the taste. Uh, you need to add some parmesan inside to, to give it that kick, mm -hmm. a little bit of kick. And you can feel the parmesan a little bit. So it's not the same when you make it. In, in Romania, the milk, you get it from the cow directly and you make the milk. Here, is the, the milk is processed. Yeah. It's so skimmed it's a little bit. Fats and yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, only 3% fat and so it's not the same. Mm -hmm. But you do what you can with what you have. And the milk also is very expensive. And uh, do you, so you, who cooks here? You cook basically mostly by yourself? Yes, yes. Right. How, how does a, how does a day of a deli man in China, in Shenzhen looks like? When, when, you know, before this pandemic, let's should say. should ask this, uh, my wife. She will tell you. <laughs> She's like, I don't know, you're not there. <laughs> she will tell you screaming. Okay. <laughs> yeah, her opinion. So starting very early, finish very late. Yeah, it's, that's how it is. Right. How like, do you handle inventory? Because you have a menu online, so you don't really know what people are going to be ordering. So, is there, for example, if I make an order now online, when will I get it, for example? How long would it take for it to I reach me? I do have an inventory, of course. Okay. If there is anything that it uh, has finished, mm -hmm. I can make it within two days. All right. So... My rule is, um, if I don't have it, you have, I mean, I will ship your order in within three days. Mm -hmm. mm. What do you, I mean, But, but mostly, if you have it same, right away, then yeah, you ship next it right day, away. Yeah, it depends on the time of the order. Yeah, And uh, I'm sending everything by Shenfeng. SF. Yeah. SF is, SF Express. Um, for the people who don't live here, is a delivery company that's probably it's the best, the the best, best one, yeah. right? Yeah. They so have their own, their own... Uh, airplanes, airplanes, trucks, trucks uh, everything. The, the, the tracking on phone. So, so everything I, I am sending usually in the evening arrives anywhere in China, virtually anywhere in China, the, the next, next day. day in the morning or in the afternoon. Hmm. So I'm packing everything... Um, Here, in-house, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm packing everything with... Uh, Packets of yes. ice? Mm, with, of course. Also with... Uh, um, Cooler bags? Thermal like, cooler like, bags yeah, yeah. And, and foams and everything. Um, I did a test one one day, just pack everything and leave it, left it outside. It took two days to reach like minus five from minus 25. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, good materials that we can see here. Yeah, yeah I spent yeah. a lot of money on, on packing. I right. just don't want to take any risks. So that's another sure. thing, another reason that's why. Add, yeah, more, yeah, more cost more to the cost. food. Yes, right. What what is like a very popular item you have that uh, Chinese people like? You think what from your food? What do they? So Chinese people will order the sausages. They okay. they know the product. They understand it, and right. They ask me to have a wider uh, selection of sausages. So oh. right now, I'm working on a like European menu for <laughs> sausages, like Italian, German. Serbian, Hungarian, Romanian. Wow, it's a lot yeah. of sausage. So you're it's trying not, to specialize. Really. It's, it's not really. It, the difference uh, may be in the 
thickness of the casing, uh, the, the spices inside, and a little bit in how you, how to say, how to prepare it. I'm not doing right now smoked sausages because okay. the smoker, as I said, is not available yet. Right. But um, it's coming. All right, so we're going to take a short break and then we're going to continue to talk about uh, Western food making in China. All right, and we're back with Florian. Um, so we, we were talking about your food and I was just saying off the camera about uh, how uh, in China you can buy so many things online on WeChat, right? Uh, first of all, I don't know if it's like that. I mean, I haven't been back home, living back home for a long time. I think none of us. Uh, mm -hmm. You think it's so available to buy uh, so easily online uh, everything you need food-wise um, back in your country or in your country or, or even in the U.S.? I mean, you're talking about what business? Buying, online yeah, buying business? Online food, like, and so easy, like next day, I get it, you know? Maybe, um, yeah. Homemade food. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Right. Why not? Um, now, because of the pandemic. I guess now more, more than usual. Online businesses are, you know, booming. Right. You have to adapt. But, but yeah, not like China. China, mm. China is amazing from this point of view. Right. You can find anything you want on, uh, on, on WeChat and, and you get it really quick, you know. So what, is there I any... I think because there are so many people and they have to think about ways to do business that they go ahead of competition. Right. They, they are faster to find, you know, uh, improvements and to apply a new idea than... Uh, our countries. Is there anyone else doing Balkan food in China that you know of? I mean, maybe not Balkan food, but uh, Delhi kind of food. Yeah, sure. Sausages. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Those kind of things. Good, um, good guys. They, good guys. They, 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 they do very good. Yeah. There's, uh, there's one French guy in Zhongshan, mm -hmm. and there are some Swiss guys in, in Shanghai. I really like them, and their food uh, it's just like mine. I mean, they. they they never cut corners, okay. Mm. And I uh, really appreciate. And from time to time, I buy from them. Yeah, when I right. don't have time to cook or make, sometimes I buy from them. Do you consider this competition or not? No, I don't think so. the The market is way too big for like three small guys to to fit it. No, impossible. But I'm happy they are. I mean, like, yeah. The the, the French guy is doing mostly French uh, French food which is truly remarkable and very, very uh, authentic. Uh, I will not say names. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and in Shanghai, the Swiss guy, it's very uh, also authentic. And they really use very good meat and all the ingredients are amazing. Just the same as me. I'm, that's why I, I buy from them sometimes. Oh, there are probably a lot more that are not that good. Well, they are they are more advanced than me from marketing point of view and uh, uh, coverage and exposure. So, yeah, right. but that's okay. Do you think Chinese people can pick it up one day, making this kind of food and sell? Or they always need someone authentic like you or like the French guy or like the Swiss guy? to do this thing? I mean, that, that would be like I'm going to, to Romania and start to sell Chinese food. No, it's not working. Mm. No. And anyway, Chinese food is pretty good and huge. I mean, like, no, China is so big and... Right. They don't like need to start to make other kind of food. I, I think that the only... Maybe foreigners, maybe foreigners think in, in, uh, in, in, in Western countries that 
Chinese food is like you know that small menu. Right, right. You can find an order sum. home. Mm, whatever some, you know, yeah. <laughs> very strange names. And I am not gonna say it or translate it from. But when I came to China, for me it was like a wow, wow, There's so much. And wow, yes, amazing. Especially in Shenzhen, when you can find like food from all right. corners of China. It's, right. it's not Shenzhen is very special from this point of view. Right. So no, what I, I wanted to talk about a little bit about what you were saying about mm. some of those. Um, if you think about Qingdao, for example, um, the beer making in Qingdao mm. was quite special. I mean, German started it. Mo yeah, and now they are making it themselves. Right. Sure. So it's one of those examples where they actually picked up on something, uh, technology or a way of making it, and they're making it now for the world. I mean, Qingdao it's exported as well. I think. Right. They they sponsored international events and whatnot. So they do learn when they have the opportunity to learn how to do something, how to make something, they'll they'll have a go, but not many products. I no, I just yeah. thought of beer when you mentioned that it's one good so, example. So let's take this example and think. Uh, so basically, the beer was brought here like how many years ago? Like three hundred? No, uh, you mean just general beer? No, I mean or the Qingdao? Germans come to China like probably more than a hundred, yeah. But I don't more think than 100 more than a hundred, I think. Yeah. So you will need another one hundred years <laughs> to get the sausages <laughs> yeah. in the same taste, and and then they start to export. People outside will complain. Oh my God, this Chinese meat inside. Yeah, I don't think so. And also, mm -hmm. I wonder if Qingdao have still foreigners there helping. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but that's no. a question. Yeah. <laughs> well, you talk I think about we need to ask them. So. Yeah. You talked about uh, it's not sponsored by Qingdao, this podcast, obviously. <laughs> not at all. Um, it's, uh, you spoke about Chinese food, right? And you said, wow, everything. Uh, you're here for 14 years now. And we speak a lot about food in this podcast, even when it's not uh, with someone that makes food. Um, what kind of Chinese food do, do you like? Or you think there is a difference between people coming from Europe, like you, and people come from Americas or you know Middle East? Um, and what kind of Chinese food they like? I can only talk for myself, mm -hmm. so I don't know. You know, each people. one's taste. <laughs> I do know, but I cannot speak for them. Um, my taste is mine. Okay. Um, I like Guangdong food. I like. Uh, Guanxi food, uh, I can say a little bit of Shanghai food, Hunan food, uh, Xinjiang. Xinjiang, yeah. yeah the, the, the barbecue is uh, unbeatable. Ah, yeah, it's favorite. And uh, <laughs> Dombay food, Dombay food, yeah, the dumplings, and it's amazing. <laughs> No Sichuan food for me. You don't like Sichuan? The mala? No. Let's skip it. <laughs> if I want spicy, Hunan is enough for me. Mm. And this uh, spicy food, not uh, spicy with a little bit of food, like in Sichuan. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. But, but again, yeah. my taste, my point of view. So that's it. Any food that uh, is similar to any, any food you see in Chinese cuisine that is similar to back home in some way? Must be some, right? In Dongbei. Dongbei. Yes. Which, which food is specifically? The dough. The, the dough the is similar a little bit, but no. Um, 
It doesn't look the same, but maybe tastes the same. They do have pickles. Mm -hmm. They do have uh, kind of uh, garlic sausage. You should know. Mm. You're Chinese. Mm. We have a <laughs> An representative here. Yes, behind the <laughs> camera. The Chinese. Uh <laughs> okay, so. Um, so the reason. I, I, I had a question that has to be mostly with China. A lot of people know that Chinese people uh, eat like stranger animals or animals that we don't eat in the West. I Have you ever tried any of that? Invoke. Immunity? Yes, I'm not. <laughs> the Fifth gonna Amendment? Ask. Yeah, I'm not going yeah. um, to. I have no idea, so. No, you have tried. You, you never tried? tried anything? No. Strange? No. I'm Frog, not snake? Putting anything that's out of the ordinary in my mouth, sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm open, but not so open. In Romania, what would be considered a little bit strange for a Chinese person? I mean, an animal or... Because, for example, we eat rabbit in Colombia and people... We do like, eat rabbit in Romania. Yeah, but people in, in, in China like, you eat rabbit? I was, I was it's just not saying that the other day when I saw... And it's delicious. I saw in yes, the, barbecue. I when I saw the alligator meat in the Walmart in Dongguan once, and I thought, wow, this crazy China. But actually, in Florida, they eat alligators, yeah. right? I mean... So, uh, and rabbits, they eat in different mm -hmm. places in the world. So are there any, any animals that would be kind of like different for China? I think, if I, if I can say, I think being in Romania before also like, uh, and I guess Eastern Europe is similar, farms and countryside is a big thing, right, in Romania. Yeah, sure. And I think anyway, they were living in the US, right? When you, when there is a lot of farms, um, in farms, they eat, the, it's not a strange animal, but I mean, they eat the organs, right? Mm. Like, uh, and in China, they pretty much also eat everything from the animal, uh, their organs, which for me was strange, but uh, I think for Romanian, it's normal, right? Some of the, the stomach, you know, stuff like that. Maybe you cook it differently, though. Yeah, but it's the part of the deli food also. Right. The Jewish deli also have organs. Right, so right. I don't see any um, normal or unusual stuff here. You don't uh, find it unusual, yeah. I think uh, eating different kind of strange food, insects, depends on the local uh, specific. Maybe sometime in the past it was a female, but there was like no food. Mm -hmm. They had to eat insects. Happened in Europe also. You remember a long time ago? So you eat it and you find out, okay, we can eat that. Let's <laughs> eat again. I don't know. Usually something. When you have a need and you're like, uh, you're in a very special position. Right. You will start to think out of the box or... And then and some of it stays, right, for years later, you, even when you, you don't... You remember uh, in Europe, the, the, during the dark ages, mm -hmm. we were eating rats, right? I don't remember, personally. Well, you didn't <laughs> eat it first, I eat also, but you can read it in a book. And here they still uh, sometimes have uh, field rats, I think, in some places. I yeah. don't want to know. Uh, <laughs> but you oh, see, when, when you're in an impossible position, then you do impossible things, so... Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I guess this is the answer to why they eat snakes or insects right. or that we will never touch, for example. But but you would not try. Who am I to judge? I tried snake. I mean, you know, it's uh, 
just because the opportunity was there and you know and I, well, and I, I think if you eat fish and you eat eels mm-hmm. then, then it's a yeah. s- small step on the side to eat a snake right so just prepare yourself just to try <laughs> just to know what <laughs> it tastes like when when i was young and uh, uh adventurous and uh, <laughs> i was working in a uh, uh, radio in long time ago in in yes the student radio and the boss will come like a senior student say hey guys can you change to scorpion so i can put sepulchre after that <laughs> so you see you need to put some uh, heavy metal to to go to trash metal yeah right. just the same eat a eel hey that looks like a snake now try a snake right. i don't know but as i said impossible moments brings impossible solutions you you recently uh we spoke a lot um about the, the delhi culture the culture of the delhi right amazing culture. and you really are fascinated with it and uh, uh you, you you gave me i watched that movie right the delhi man which is very interesting um and you consider yourself a, a delhi man in a way right or you want to be a delhi man when when right? i saw that movie something clicked inside me mm. just like uh, the guy who made the movie which i follow him on instagram and you know what is the delhi culture maybe you can explain yeah, if you can well, talk what is about it? it maybe fernando not sure no, exactly what we're talking movie. about what is the delhi culture well delhi war invented by the eastern european jews who immigrated to united states during i mean 191900 yeah um first there were like the german delis the most the first were the german jews who immigrated and then they were they were making sausages and they were selling pickles and 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 uh, and uh, bread and i think uh, they invented the, the you know the hot dog the, that hot dog which okay. is popular all over the world it was a deli food invented okay. by the jews okay. because the food was like a, a piece of bread a pickle and, and a sausage that time cheap you mean like that was like a uh, few cents yeah yeah you know, that time you know like we talk about 120 years ago and then uh, the romanian jews uh, arrived at uh, the scene and they start like to have cause romania uh, romania cuisine romanian cuisine is is very interesting uh, basically we are in a very key position so if you want to go to 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 middle east you have to pass romania or the other way around uh, so we've been occupied by all the big powers around like the ottoman empire russian empire austro-hungarian empire and other smaller faction including the romans long time ago and everything so they left the food Mm, behind yeah and we were happy to keep it there's no problem okay <laughs> at least we have something you're going away but we keep the food so we do have people most most people don't know what we we do have almost all european cheeses or i don't know if it's uh cheese uh, have a plural but we have almost all the cheese of europe and all the sausages of europe you can find them in romania you you go to transylvania you will find the um austrian hungarian cuisine you go to moldova will be the 
in a way also Russian cuisine more or less. You go to the south part of, of Romania, there will be a presence of uh, Turkish food, let's say Ottoman Empire. Mm-hmm. Of course, heavy modified for our taste, but it's still there in a in a way or another. Mm-hmm. And so if you if you go around Romania, you will never get bored. In one country you will like the food will be completely different from one one area to another. Mm. I never really see it until I dive into this deli business. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was amazing. Then I find out I don't need to go anywhere to look for food, but just Romania. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like this. We we do have even uh, the the chorizo, the spicy chorizo. Well, if I say that people will be like, "Oh my god, no, our Spanish chorizo is unique. Nobody can No, it's not true. If you put all the sausage recipes on a wall, you will find the common ground. Yeah. In all of them. Mm. So, because in the end, the sausages all came from one. The Romans, they spread it all over. Mm. It was easy to make, easy to carry, dry, drying it and everything. So, it's a, it was a food, very convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Um, the smoked, smoked meat is also big on Fadeli, right? Smoke, yes, of course. Um. Yeah, you start with the... Uh, cuts very famous uh, uh, smoke brisket, smoke beef brisket, yeah. and uh, the um, um, how you call it uh, in English? Um, my God, I have a lapsus. Mm. <laughs> not, not, not ham for sure. No, no, no. no of <laughs> if it's a Jewish deli, it's yes, a Jewish deli. But but those Jewish those Jewish, those Jewish deli are not kosher, so so ah, they have pork. They you have mean pork. in they Romania or oh, no, in, in New York? United States? Yes. Oh, really? They're not kosher. Yeah, but they said. Well, some of them are kosher, but some of them they said, "Why? We open for everyone." Right. Of course, they they, they had they needed to expand the business and right. get more money. Depends of the situation, financial situation in that moment. But uh, we were talking about the delis. Yeah. The, what Delhi did, it, it started like a business for for the Jewish immigrants, but they become like a, a, how to say. They become like the keepers of the old food. Right. The traditional and, food. and not really old food. For United States, it's the old food, but but for us, is the grandma your home food exactly? Because United States is young, and there's no food culture like that. Usually, yeah, everything has will will change when you go there. So um, they keep it as it was or as it is here. Right. So I, it's amazing. It's amazing. I, I've been reviewing some of the menus, for example, of uh, Ziggy and Benny. That's another oh, uh, daily one. famous one in Dallas. Dallas, okay. Oh, no, in Houston, sorry. Mm. In Houston. So, um, I, I found so much Romanian food inside. They even have Michi. Mm, and which is the kebab. Yes, yeah. the, the Romanian kebab. They say it. And uh, Romanian sausage and everything. I really like, I mean, I love the guy. He did an, um, uh, an impressive job to keep the tradition and keep the food. Basically, if you keep the food, you keep the tradition. But uh, You lose the food, you lose the tradition. What I saw from that movie, one of the main thing was that um, they all complain that it's, you want to be a deli man, you're crazy. 
you're, you're just nuts. Uh, very, very hard, very time-consuming. What is it? Is it too if successful you, or is it less too simple. labor? If you, if, you, if you become a daily man for the money, then you can forget about it. So why why they're not making money? I mean, or is it difficult? Well, to they make money, but not like you imagine. You know, like okay, you need to love the business. You need to love the 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 smile on people's faces when they eat your food. If you love that, then you're a deli man. If not, you're in a wrong business. So it's bringing traditional food to people's uh, and and basically tickle their memory of their own. Look, I tried this ham, and, and I'm like, this is so different from anything that I can remember getting here in China. And I'm like, it's nothing compared to what we have in Colombia. It's very different, but you can tell the difference in, in the making and the, the cut itself, I suppose, is different. Uh, it just doesn't look like anything I've had. Is there any Delhi-like uh, places in Colombia, in the South American culture? Uh, we, no? we, we follow a lot what the Europeans do, so there's the Delhi France uh, everywhere at every airport. But that's not but a real Delhi, right? That's like no, when you say Delhi France, it's clearly uh, a okay. Delhi with French food. Yeah, mostly so Europeans. It's not uh, my kind of food. Also, Romania was named like the Bucharest was named the small Paris before the Second World War and we do share a lot of uh, cooking style uh, like we are butter people we use butter in anything so just like the French people right, so, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah <coughs> mm, but um, we were talking about the deli business yeah. and, and how deli difficult culture. it is I can tell you one thing in United States all the successful delis, their owners are there in the deli being anything from waiter to chef doing everything. And that's a successful deli. And they have no, basically no life but the deli. One of them even said, they live in a bubble. That's the deli bubble. Outside, that's the rest of the, the world. The world moves mm -hmm. up and down, left and right, mm -hmm. but they are there, doing what they know best and what they love best. I really, how to say, felt those words. Mm. I, I was like, oh my God. It describes he, you. He, he, he described all of us who are in the daily business. So um, it's a way of life. Is it something you want to, to have in the future? Like, you, you, I think you mentioned it before, right? Like place like where you it's almost like a restaurant in the deli though like not just well this dance. is uh yes it's a Maybe. plan it's it's in it's in the plan but the best uh we want to open the factory because mm. the factory will uh, produce all the ingredients we cannot find in china or they are more too expensive to import or maybe some other restrictions but producing them in china will give us a um, how to say uh, an edge, mm -hmm. let's say. An advantage. In, an advantage in this business to offer local market something that doesn't have any chemicals inside. Because it can be done. It can be done. Well, I'm an engineer and I know and I study a lot about food and especially how to preserve food without adding chemicals. 
there are ways. It's not easy. And you need to prepare the ingredients in a different way. And you need to prepare the food in a different way and the meat in a different way. Which is not really, how to say, convenient if you just want to make a quick RMB. Mm. So if you're, as I said, you open the factory just to make 50 million in two months, no. Not going to happen like that. It's not going to happen like that. Because, for example, a good salami takes, let's say, two months. To cure? To yeah, yeah, yeah. Curate? Y- y- you don't force it. Of course, you can use a, a, a drying chamber, a ventilated, controlled, and then you, you, you cure it faster. But it's not the same. Mm. You will feel a different of taste. <coughs> so there are no places like this in China, or really not many in the world even? Like when, no, you, no. when it's a factory? Food business, let's say 80% is driven by money making, mm-hmm. more than quality making. Mm. I want to make quality. Mm. Money will come, of course. Because, okay, I'm not selling to the 80%, I'm selling to the 20% who are looking for uh, quality. quality. Uh, but I'm satisfied with myself and I'm happy with myself and for example now I'm cooking the food I'm not making a special batch for my family it's the same so I'm not gonna make different sausages for me and for clients it's the same so you're providing the same food you would eat I can't make I had a I had a talk with some Chinese investor he he said wow the idea is very good but we also need to make some lower cheap uh, sausages for Casasel. No. I'm not your guy. I can't. <laughs> yeah. But he said, but this is the market. I said, how about we make my actual quality the lowest and we can go higher? Because you can go higher. For example, you can use special meat. You, you want to be higher than what I'm using right now, but then you just use uh, black pork from Spain. Hmm. Well, it's higher already, right? Or you want uh, more higher, uh, we go to Middle East and buy all the spices by ourselves. Right. Original spices. Then, of course, the taste will completely change. But he wanted change. to go lower, not higher. Right. Yeah, that was the talking. Okay. And, and uh, yeah. everything fall apart after that because I don't want to do lower quality. You want to do something you believe in. Exactly. Yes. Lower quality you can do anywhere. Right. Yeah. Everybody can do that. Right. Yeah. This yeah. like you right. have the look. Looks ah. okay. Uh-huh. Uh, you know. And a lot already do it. Everybody already. So so it. why why yeah. I go there? One thing I wanted to ask you is about the meat. Okay. And um, I know that uh, in the last year or two, I mean, suddenly prices of meat went up a lot in China. Why is that? What happened? <laughs> to give me headache. That's yeah. why. What, <laughs> what happened? Well, uh, last year was uh, like a, a pork flu. Something about uh, the, was it swine? Is that the swine, swine flu? Swine flu. Yeah. yeah. And they killed like uh, 80% of the pig population in China. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, okay. price tripled and sometimes quadrupled. The price tripled and sometimes quadrupled. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I had to raise the prices. People, my customers were unhappy. I, I told them, I'm so sorry, but what can I do? And, uh, and before that, beef was always the expensive meat, right? Oh my God, yeah, now the pork is right. more- Now pork is more expensive more than sometimes. Beef. Yeah, right. not wow. sometimes. It is more expensive. Or the same price. Wow. But so, 
lately we have a new supplier. Mm-hmm. It's an Ital- Italian uh, supplier chain of okay. lots of uh, meats, and they are very good and very serious, and the meats are safe, and they are very professional. And I'm very happy that I found them. So you get imported now? I do have also imported, yes, and also mm. use local meat. It depends on customer. Right. <coughs> we also made uh, we also make meats by request. Ah. Yeah. According to what they want specifically, the ingredients. We have some customers. They order like twenty, forty, a hundred, twenty. It depends. Ah, they have okay. some kind of events, big events, and they they come and talk to me. I see. And I offer them solutions and uh, options right. for their uh, problem or need. So um, I'm using. If I don't like the meat, I'm not buying it. So I have in China just few suppliers that I like the meat. The meat looks but very good. But you always need to look around for to what's better, what's <coughs> prices. If the meat comes from China, it's fresh. Right. It's never been frozen. No matter is beef, no matter is pork, no matter is lamb. Mm-hmm. It's come from outside China, of course. It's frozen, but um, there is no problem. Okay. The, the, the meat is tastier, of course. The one imported. I don't know. All right. So we take a short break. Yep, and we come back to continue talking about Delhi food in China. All right, and we are back. Come on, how short are these breaks? You said 50, 30 <laughs> minutes, and. Just past four minutes. I didn't have four time minutes. To go. It's good. Somebody said they're busy uh, at midnight, at midday. No. So yeah. yeah but <laughs> Fernando, you wanted to ask about something impossible. Yes, <laughs> I wanted to. Well, having tried your food and, and and having seen the kind of work that you do, what is your opinion on something like the impossible meat, the the, the vegetable meat? Why it is impossible? Because it is not actually meat. Says who? It's protein. You guys, can say it's meat. Looks like a meat. Tastes like a meat. No, it's, you know the duck walks like a duck, <laughs> walks like a duck. It's a duck, right? I see. The FDA is the one that says it's not meat. They it say it's not meat. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's getting popular. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is a huge. Um, how how to call it? Community, Community yeah. mm-hmm. of vegetarians yes, and vegans. Vegans, yeah. Mm-hmm. And some of them are angry on, you know, meat makers and yes, meat lovers. Meat and I, I agree with them. Well, we humans treat animals very shitty, yeah, and we don't appreciate that they grow to give their lives and milk and, and insights yeah. for our well-being and they've been treated very badly in very close environments and they basically don't have a life any life it's a life and you need to treat it with respect but you make uh, you use meat so but it's I'm not trying, about i'm trying to make sure the meat comes from a how to say a good meat provider mm-hmm. that let the animals you know grow outside only on ethical reasons, not necessarily for taste or anything. I'm trying my anything. best. You know, I, I cannot really, right. you know, control. But I'm trying. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get meat that's from, uh, how to say, 
uh, known supplier and unknown for animal cruelty or something like that. But so to address their points, uh, I had lots of talks with this community and angry activists, <laughs> <coughs> which I can understand. I'm an activist online, myself. You, you, which, I, which whatever, online, on, on WeChat, mm -hmm. on face-to-face. Okay. -face, uh, as, as, a, as, a, as a food maker, you actually get, I guess, people don't contact me, but they contact you with, could be angry messages or whatever. No, 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 no. No? no? Mm. Why? But for a discussion or something. Listen, I'm an activist myself. You okay. know for what. Mm. And I get this kind of talks. I'm, I'm used to it. Y y okay. Yeah, I don't want to get involved. <laughs> in, this is another talk for another right, podcast, another if you want. Um, so, um, to address their, uh, you know... Concerns. Yeah, concerns. Um, we've been uh, contacted by uh, the Romanian vegetarian meat factory, which is one of the, maybe number two in Europe. I don't know details to tell you. Uh, we are on, in talks right now. In fact, uh, today we have a, a meeting online. They want to enter China and they make uh, bacon, sausages, ham. Not for my name. How? Well, how <laughs> you make ham? Basically, it's protein with the taste of meat. How do they make the taste? Also from, from vegetables. Okay. They have a way. Everything is chemical. They just extract the right compound and mm -hmm. add it. It's just as long as you don't create it in lab, you just, you know, take it from, from nature and you can, you can call it uh, organic or natural or vegetarian. So there is no actual meat inside, but tastes like meat. They, they even have uh, beef burgers. Mm -hmm. yes. Well, it's not beef. It looks like a burger and tastes like beef, but in fact, it's 100% vegetarian. I remember so growing I'm up, looking I tried lentil hamburgers, made of lentils. That's different, that's a vegetarian it's burger. It's a vegetarian, mm -hmm. vegetarian burger, yeah, it, it, it tastes like lentil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's not a it's not meat replacement. It's not like meat, yes, yes. Well, it is. It's a protein replacement for, mm -hmm. for me. But some people want to taste, to have the taste mm. of the meat without eating meat. Okay. I said, okay, so we are negotiating with this factory to bring or to start to promote it in China. And hopefully after, you know, this ep epidemic restrictions will pass to have our first container of products. You say it's the biggest factory in Europe for that kind of thing. Yes, because, you know, not many, they can make this kind of stuff. And it is mostly export or the Romanian it is? I'm not sure about okay. that. I live in China for too long. Right. Mm. The, 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 they are like very new, maybe three years old. Have you old. tried this kind of meat? Uh, no, meat? I had friends. I sent they friends uh, that I trust in their taste to try and they were like, wow. Okay. So if they said, wow, I think I will say the same. <laughs> so, um, so what would be the challenges? Like, okay, taste, texture? Yeah. And price, I would say. I cannot say anything about price yet. I don't know yet. We know. Okay. No. From what I know, I think it's expensive, but I mean, I, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, but it's something that you can scale up if, if you it gets industrial. Yeah. Yes, I guess so. I, 
I think it's expensive because it's a new product mm. and people want to, or maybe the investors want to get their investment faster. Then But after a while, the price will go go down because, um, how to say, the... the The process will become easier, maybe more uh, widespread. The materials you need to make this meat basically shouldn't, it's, be, expensive, uh, shouldn't right? be expensive. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You so think, you think Chinese people would be interested because uh, yes. Chinese people less, I would say, care less there a little is, bit there about this kind there of thing. There is a very very big uh, community of uh, vegetarians in China. Okay. Not only foreigners, but Chinese too. I'm trying to address it still being a deli man right but with meat vegetarian meat what would the deli men in the us would say about this you think i think yeah. they will say yeah we need to address the times go on with the times yeah yeah, yeah. we still have the old ones we have the new ones we just move you can move choose forward. what you want you need to move forward you cannot be in the past yeah yeah so that's it I see. In this moment, it's a gray area. No. So, you, Florian, you say a few times you mentioned I, I'm an engineer. I right? was about to ask right. that. Yeah. What kind of um, engineer? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're an engineer making sausages now. Yeah. What, what's your background? I mean, why did you come to China? And, uh, and what kind of engineer are you? I'm a mechanical engineer. Everybody will understand that. Mm-hmm. Just give you being an engineer, you just have a, a logical mind and uh, yeah. more uh, easier understanding of the things and yeah, the things around you. Mm. Points of failure. You, <laughs> like uh, someone else uh, would say, the cooking is you can consider it uh, math, chemistry, and art. True. Mixed together. All of it. Right. All of it. So, yeah, it's and, like this. And how did you come to China 14 years ago? By plane. By plane, yeah. <laughs> He didn't swim. Uh, no, unfortunately. There is no. Okay. Otherwise, there would be a movie with me on it. <laughs> the guy who swim to China. <laughs> I would be famous. But I'm a deliman. I'm not famous. But obviously, you didn't come to make food in the beginning, at least. Yeah, at that times were those were very interesting times. Um, I came here to make a fiber optic cable for. Um, my customers in Romania, okay. then the 2008 market crash in the United States kind of put that business to sleep. Okay. And then I was an engineer for some of my friends in here in China. I built two factories for them, design and everything. And then I started to import wine and get into and the business, again. you know. Do you miss this life? Do you, do you think you're ever going to go back to a regular Regular. Never say never, right? Right. Everything is open. You never know the future. But <coughs> I love Delhi. I will keep it. Did you? <coughs> did you always? Uh, uh, did you ever think you would uh, be making food? No. In the past. No. You would tell me that I would say you're crazy. <laughs> so it never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So I mean, you grew up in uh, in Romania. Yeah. Um, <coughs> when you were a child, the communist Romania, I guess. Yes. Right. And you were there when the thing things changed. Yeah. 
how 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 I mean you're now in China, you know, uh, Communist Party. I mean I don't know how communist it is really. Uh, yeah, I tell you very simple. Yeah, I feel like home. You feel like home. That home. Yeah, my old in home. A, in a good way. Yes. Uh, you know, a lot of the audience, uh, you know, they have a lot of different opinions. I guess about this kind of. These days, well, uh, we're getting a lot those of. Those people uh, have different opinions. They never experienced both mm. societies. There are more ups in this society than in their society. Their society. I'm not gonna point fingers or talk about it because it's a sensitive. Everybody wants to see it in its own personal way. But if you don't do politics, you just want to live a normal, secure life. That's it. This is it. So what's the apps without pointing fingers, not at all, but what's the apps in this kind of society? Safety. 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 Yeah. And it's the same thing you felt as a kid. Yes. In Romania. Yes. Which you don't feel it right now. In in Romania. Capitalist society, Romania. In capitalistic society. No. Yeah. Right. Why, why why safety? Why do you think it's more safe? I don't think. I, I feel it. I'm safe. I'm safer here. I, I made Just a video in in, in in Romania before the before the so-called revolution. Um, you could walk in the park like three o'clock in the night, and and never occur occur in my mind that I, I'm, I'm I'm in danger in any way. Mm. I was going to school alone from six years old, <laughs> walking like five kilometers, walking, going to school, never thinking about safety. Never, never. I never have that idea or problem in my mind that came after the revolution. That's the video you made. You made yeah, I made a video about how, fear. because Colombia, or me growing up in Colombia, it was a different experience. Mm. Like, you felt the danger on a daily basis. Like, like, I was first mugged when I was six years old. Somebody put a knife to my stomach and said, hey, give me your shoes. So I made a video about how I feel here in China that, that, well, that the biggest freedom that I have is the, the freedom from fear. I don't okay, feel so, afraid. So saying, listening to what you said, maybe I should uh, say that I, I lived in the capital and I was, my house was very close to the government buildings. And in the, Bucharest. Yes. Yeah. So maybe that also contributed to, to this safety. I have no idea, I cannot speak for other Romanians who are living in different cities, mm -hmm. but I also lived uh, uh, about three or four years in Yashi. Uh, it's quite far away from, from, from Bucharest, from the capital. And I kind of had the same feeling, so, so the safety feeling, I, I never, I was never afraid. So I don't know what to say, but also Yashi, it's the second most important city in, in, in Romania and it's like a very important uh, ed educational and uh, academic and, and uh, business uh, city. So again, I, I, I don't know what to say. But Maybe I mean, other smaller cities, they, they, they were like not very so safe, but I don't know. But you know, like uh, we spoke about it before, right? Yeah. And for me, for someone from the outside, uh, 
outside of uh, Romania, outside of China until, you know, 17 years ago. Why from the outside it does look so bad, right? People, why people have those opinions, you know? I mean, uh, okay, you said they don't know. They, they fake, haven't... Fake opinions. Fake opinions in what way? Like, which is what they what see in mean? the media. Let's talk about Palestine. What is Palestine? Right. So Why people, people are, are screaming, Palestine, Palestine. They, they in fact, say Israel, Israel. Mm. Like, so, they don't know the Palestine name was given by the Romans to the place called Israel right now. So, and so it's absolutely the same thing. So it's just not informative. They're not informative. Ignorance. They don't know. Ignorance. That's it. Right. Ignorance or ignorance. You don't know until you experience something or, or study it. You mean? After the revolution, we had a group of uh, French students who were bringing to Romania help right. or whatever. And they brought a, a truck full of uh, A4 white paper. Okay. Well, we were like, what? <laughs> That was like uh, half year after the revolution. That was this 90s. So uh, they went in our homes and they, they were shocked to see a, a bus with a bus tub inside. Yeah. They said, we don't have that. We, we, we have showers. <laughs> Some people, they have bus tub inside. Can't be. Because basically Bucharest was like image of, of Paris and the mm -hmm. buildings and the structure and everything was was similar we didn't change anything we just whatever we just continued to do it the same but things change and they were shocked to see that we were not the people savage people that we were, were pictured by by the media in 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 that times and right. like oh my god they live in a cage the communism is like a plague and everything. No, no. Interesting that also uh, already in that time the media. If we were really so bad, why the the, the 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 regime changed? The first thing they destroyed, a very powerful metallurgic industry. So basically, all the the big factories, who are like bringing a huge income uh, to the Romanian economy, now they don't exist. They were mm. like completely destroyed. Why? Because we were supposed to be a consumer country, not a production country. Mm. Was it inevitable, the revolution? If you check which country paid his external debt in the history of the world, you will find one country. It's called Romania. In 1989, Ceausescu paid the debt to IMF. He died in the same year. Before they took him out. I don't want to say anything else. Follow right. the money, not the political blah, blah, blah bullshit. Right. That's just bullshit. How is the relationship between Romania and China before and today? Was great. Was great. Was we Amazing. mean when? You mean then, Ceausescu? Whatever. The communist Romania mm. was the f like the second country who uh, acknowledge um, China. the Republic yeah. of China. I mean, Chinese popular, yeah. what was the name of PRC. that time? People PRC, Republic yeah, of China. Yeah. like the, oh. the funding of the yeah. Republic and everything. And was amazing. We, we, we share so much. I mean, I grow up with Chinese products. Mm. 
Right. I grew up with before we had them, before I had them. Yeah. Yes, yes. Chocolate made in China. <laughs> really, Ma Ling, a, a very famous brand in China who makes like uh, pork, uh, um, uh, how to say, ham. Yeah. You know, that uh, homemade ham. Uh, I grew up with that ham. In the 70s, 80s. Yes, it was okay. amazing. And also uh, chocolate. Well, when I came to China, I tried to find the chocolate, and people say, whoa, we, we, we don't have that. Yeah, it was only for export. So, uh, and so it basically, was only Romania, Romania was sending like our uh, homemade car, Dacia, to okay. China, and right. I, I met lots of old people saying, Here. oh, you're from Romania? Oh, my God, I drove yes. your car for 20 years. Amazing. Okay. I was like, okay. Before they make cars. Right. Before we were making cars. Everything. So... It was a connection. Yeah, in China, you know, people first ask you, are you American? Right. No, I'm Romanian. Oh, I, oh my God, I know. So it's interesting. For me, it's an interesting experience. And today, the, the relationship? I'm sure I have a yeah, relationship. forget about it. Not very tight, um, not as tight as back then, you say. Romanian government is more like American government. Like Nowadays. Uh, yeah, so you can understand. Read between the lines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I guess they do what they can. Yes. So, um, what is the, you know, you've been here for so long. What is the future holds for you here? And are you going to stay in China for long? Because we were talking about you want to go to Israel. But, uh, you know, I'm married in China. I have two daughters. Right, you married so, in China. Uh, my future plans are like strange. I don't know. You're not sure? Yes, of course. I, will. Like I want to do. Sure. Yeah. I want to do. On a day to day. Uh, Alaya and um, go to Israel. What is this fascination? We didn't talk, I mean, probably the audience don't even know what we're talking about. Why Israel? Are you Romanian? You're in China. What is this fascination you recently have with, uh, with that? Ziv, you are working on lava. <laughs> you being an Israeli. Mm -hmm. Yes. I know, but they don't know. Now they know. Ah. <laughs> and uh, I'm a Jewish Romanian. Yeah, that's it. Nothing else. <laughs> that's a different podcast. It's a different podcast. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, um, I want to thank you a lot for the time, the food, all the fantastic memories that you brought to. Just, <laughs> just a second. The food. Just a second. Wait yes. a second. Ah, you want to bring something? He's going to the kitchen. <laughs> He's going to bring a chorizo. Ah, the chorizo, maybe. Ah. Especially put three See, not only memories for me. Well, memories for me too. For you. This chorizo, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, we tried these uh, made, earlier. Uh, yesterday. Thank you so much. It's really, really, really good. Is and the meat is from uh, Argentina. Oh, okay. Ah, the so meat is actually from Argentina. Close to you. Close. To is it something <laughs> you? No Colombian meat yet. You know how to make? I know how to cook it, yeah. You know how to cook it. Not how to make it. Not how to make it. No. <laughs> and it's a childhood uh, taste, though. Well, by the way, childhood about teenage. making sausages, some people suggested me to hold uh, classes here of how to make sausage. So if you want to join. Yeah, we do it oh, online. Yeah, yeah classes <laughs> no is a problem. good idea here. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll come as the taster, okay? Just to taste. <laughs> uh, All right. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, guys, so... Um, Thank you so much, and uh, well, you know what to do. If you like this video, give it a thumbs up, and if you like the content of our channel, then consider subscribing to it, and uh, you know what to do. 
follow the social media that you see down here on the screen and until we see you again and this i want to say yep. i just want to say and if you like the food you see go and watch it and look for balkan deli yeah we can have the qr some. code here right not sponsored right. well kind of <laughs> yeah and we were we were of course china thank you bye